Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. I'm April Vanderwall. I've been here so long the stewards are talking about renovations. <laughs> Scripture reading today is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, um, which I think is page 615 in your pew Bibles, somewhere around there. Trust in God with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge God in all your ways, and God will make your paths straight. I was inspired to retell this story when Kay Ellison spoke last week about trying something new. I'm stepping out of my own comfort zone to tell a story in first person. This story shows just what Kay said, that mistakes can happen when we take a new path, but God is with us all the way. It began in the year 2000, the year of Y2K, a new century. I completed the teaching program at Portland State, one of the first, if not the first of its kind, placing grad students in cohorts to learn teaching skills together. I had my second degree and hope for the future of my career. That hope quickly deflated as I realized that 2000 was also the year of a shortage of openings for English teachers and too many new graduates looking for jobs. I had watched my English cohort skip class to get ahead of the game and interview early. I refused to do that on principle and was paying the price. I went to the Beaverton School District office, the district where I went to school as a youth, and registered as a substitute teacher. When I left toting my very first lanyard with my very first photo ID card attached, my heart swelled. One of the highlights was when I substitute taught for a former math teacher and helped an insecure student through an algebra problem. But again, I soon found that my expectations didn't match what was actually happening, which in this case was the district's idea of a substitute's role and I wasn't connecting with schools or specific teachers. Meanwhile, my friend at Oregon Episcopal School mentioned that the lower school's Spanish teacher needed subs. I hadn't spoken any Spanish in seven years, but since it was the lower school, elementary level, I tried it. It worked out fine, but there just wasn't enough work for me there. So, I registered for the Tiger-Tualatin School District, a smaller and better fitting district. I student taught in this district and had a great mentor teacher. At one point, after becoming a sub there, I remember getting a call from someone basically begging me to substitute teach for an ELL class, English language learners. 
Not having an ELL endorsement and remembering my rusty Spanish skills, I hesitated. When I heard the caller's plea for someone who could connect with primary Latinx kids on any level as a substitute, I said that I'd try it once, but it was way out of my comfort zone. This was the pivotal moment that everything in my teaching career changed. It felt like I kept trying to turn left, having a full-time teaching job in my own classroom, teaching in my home school district, teaching English, and every time I met with a roadblock. So what would happen if I turned right? I felt out of control with no practical knowledge basis to secure me of the road ahead. How do you teach kids a second language if they might not even know basic grammar and vocabulary? How do you teach them the slang and cultural references we use every day? This truly felt like uncharted territory. I had zero file folders with study programs, no college notes to refer to, not a single worksheet or activity. If this sounds overdramatic, panicking over a single ELL substituting assignment, it's because after that, I kept getting called back and soon ended up with a long-term, semester-long teaching assignment at Tigard High School. A teacher had left for long-term leave, and I was replacing her substitute, who spoke no Spanish and somehow had been left with nothing but a couple of textbooks. I followed her to the portable where the classroom was located. It was a mess. Worksheets and overheads were everywhere. It looked like she just frantically photocopied worksheets at random, went over them on the overhead, and had the students complete them. It turned out that that was indeed the case, and she told me so. She sounded as frantic as the classroom looked. I tried to reassure her as I silently freaked out inside. <laughs> I think I had more than one day to prepare, but not much. Rosalie spoke last week of preparedness. I cleaned up the papers, recycled and, and reorganized. I got my desk in order and figured out what student desk arrangement I wanted. Found supplies and labeled them, started to sketch out modifying what I'd learned about teaching English for people from other countries. The other ELL staff introduced themselves. Now it was time for the rubber to meet the road. Last week, Mike Ellison mentioned developing relationship. In a nutshell, the students were amazing and I grew to care about them. When I left, I saw that some of them had grown to care about me. We had a mutual agreement that it was okay to correct my Spanish mistakes, and I would help them with their English. I learned how to say hello in Chinese, Vietnamese, and Chuk. After other students made fun of an Indian girl for having a little yodel in her speaking voice, I played Indian music that used that very vocal technique to show the others about Indian music and culture. I also learned about myself when Victor fell asleep in class nearly every day, and I took it personally until another student said, Victor worked at his parents' car wash after school every day, then stayed up late doing homework. 
My amazing instructional assistant, Rudy, who later would teach her own classes there, set me up for success from the beginning and explained to the kids in Spanish ideas too complex for me. It seemed that when everyone saw how invested I was and that I was walking halfway across the bridge, they came out to meet me in the middle. Just when I thought I was done stepping out of my comfort zone, I got called to sub at Tualatin Elementary, teaching LL, ELL to first through third graders. My degree was in secondary ed, and I always thought I didn't have the patience it took to teach younger kids with shorter attention spans. What I found were delightful children and ELL teachers who supported me while I again tried something new and was also pregnant with Fiona. The Latina girls came into the ELL room daily before school started, hugging my belly and telling me what I should name her. My heart sank as I watched kids walk through the hall with bright orange liquid in their drink bottles. They were already at a disadvantage learning a new language, and the sugar only made it harder, especially during testing. The breath of some indicated that they hadn't brushed their teeth before school. Cavities and no insurance to pay for dental care was yet another obstacle. These things had never occurred to me when I took the assignment, yet some days I felt like I was learning just as much as I was teaching. Who knew that I'd ever need to say, don't pick your nose in Spanish? <laughs> I felt God's presence strongly one day when I was to take a small group of students to their regular room for reading instruction. Then I was told that we needed to find a different space that day because they needed our room for testing. That day, there was a leak in the water pipe that went through the ceiling tile down onto the very table we would have used. The room had been empty when a section of the ceiling collapsed, and I was so grateful none of the kids or Fiona inside me were in there. I subbed on and off for the younger ones through summer school 2006, when I was eight and a half months pregnant and waddling down the halls. We journeyed together each day through cafeteria duty and fire drills, planning periods where I helped and socialized with the other ELL teachers, writing a report when a student wrote about an unsafe home situation, transitioning onto my own motherhood. I learned such valuable skills that translated directly to my parenting and to this very community. Elliot spoke of connections being the theme for her in Bolivia. My own rich, full connections with children, as well as staff, would never have happened if I'd simply said no to trying ELL subbing and kept waiting for English assignments. If I'd listened to that voice that said, your Spanish isn't good enough, you don't know anything about ELL, I wouldn't have gone down that multicultural road, bridging gaps, and equipping kids with tools to succeed. If I'd kept trying to break through the roadblocks again and again, I wouldn't have seen the detour down a different road, the road I believe God wanted me to take.
Are there roadblocks in your life that seem impassable? Would a detour help? Are there times when a voice in your head is the roadblock? How can you find a more helpful voice? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.